And we are live. Welcome to episode 26 of TLC, Tech Learn Coffee. I am your host, along with Nancy Minicozzi. I'm Lisa, and I teach fifth grade in South Monterey County. And I'm Nancy. I'm an ed tech coach in Northwest LA County. So just a reminder of our podcast focus, it's accessible on your schedule. So we have a 15-minute format, and it's a chance for you to get to your questions answered either on our website or on our YouTube chat. It's personalized mobile PD. You choose the focus, listen to where you want. Um, contact us if you know someone who would be a great guest. If you enjoy our podcast, and we hope you do, please support us by subscribing to our YouTube channel. Just search TLC Ninja Teachers. You can also look for us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcatcher. And while you're there, rate us. The more ratings we have, the easier it is for others to find us. So for today's coffee fact, I thought I would share something that had to do with birthdays since we just had our birthday. We taped our first episode March 29th of 2016. So TLC Ninja is officially one year old. Um, if you like Starbucks, you can get a free drink or something to eat to celebrate your birthday. And you also get 15% off at StarbucksStore.com. But here's the trick. You have to be a Starbucks member, a Starbucks rewards member, at least 30 days before you can redeem your treat. So happy birthday to TLC Ninja. Uh, tonight's guest is John Miller, who will be talking to us about Minecraft in history class. So, John, tell us a bit about yourself, who you are, and what you do, please. Okay. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for having me on. I'm a, I'm a fan of the podcast and, and listen as often as I can. Um, well, I'm a seventh grade history teacher, and that is world history here in California. Um, and I've been teaching for about 25 years, um, and I teach, I've, I've taught six, seven, and eight, and I've taught um, every subject in six, seven, and eight, and I really do like history. It's, uh, it's fun, uh, it's challenging, uh, and I get, to, I get to be a little goofy once in a while, so I, I enjoy that aspect of it. Um, I also love the Google stuff, I'm a, a Google innovator, and I, uh, uh, in found yeah my love with minecraft i love with minecraft about six years ago i guess and uh, that journey's taken me into many different directions and uh one of them is now i'm a, a global minecraft mentor and uh trainer so um there you have it that's a little bit about me well that's exciting global minecraft mentor that sounds really fun so, um, how do you use games to teach history? Well, uh, I, I, my, my students, uh, as, as Lisa knows, because we share many of the same students, she passes them on to me, uh, they need experiences because you know, our, our community is pretty isolated and our kids don't have a lot of outside experiences, unlike others. Uh, and so, I try to bring that to, to class and I try to bring that in everything I do. I love role playing and I love to try to get the kids to believe that there's something else, to be creative, um, to, uh, uh, to, to turn on that, that gene that we all have and they do even though they really don't think they are that, that creativity gene. 
Uh, and so I've gotten into games uh, a few years ago exploring that because I could see that it was something that was really attractive to, to kids. And I've played games most of my life, not as, as hardcore as others, but I've always enjoyed them. And I've always enjoyed playing them with students. So I thought, wouldn't there be a great way to merge the two? Uh, and uh, ultimately, I found uh, Minecraft. And what Minecraft lets you do is it's it's called a it's referred to as a sandbox game because you get to go in and just it's a big giant box of sand and you get to build whatever you want and do with it whatever you want to do with it. Uh, so I like to create design worlds that are history based and that are story driven. So uh, my students then get to uh, read a little story a backstory about some characters and and what's happening to them in a, a historical narrative and then i build that scene out and so the kids after we read it and break it down and do a close reading of it we we dive into the world uh, where they get to experience it and what i really love about it is the the kids get to experience it in their own way you know the stories can be linear but as the year progresses they're less and less linear and the world gets more and more expansive so the students get to explore really what they're interested in in that world because i have a lot of characters in there they can meet or a lot of um, interesting um, uh, objectives for them to accomplish or tasks and i'm not as much interested that they're doing it in a very sequential way i like to to see that they're uh, combining what interests them the most and bringing it all together in some uh, absolutely fabulous writing. Uh, the, the, this game has, has enabled the kids to uh, become really proficient writers, I'd say. They don't think they can write at first, but because of those deep immersive experiences that they're getting with Minecraft, the, their the creativity is is, um, is extraordinary, and their writing is absolutely wonderful. So I get um, uh, dozens and dozens and dozens of pages of writing, whereas many kids at the beginning, if it's a paragraph or two, they're done. But that's the the one big advantage of of Minecraft is it's such uh, experiential learning that I've I. They don't have any problems in class with uh, behavior or kids not being interested in anything. Well, that sounds great. So um, it's very experiential. Is there any other reason that Minecraft is such a popular classroom resource? Uh, I think it's it, it's so popular because it's accessible and it's it's something that most of our students have played. There's, there's goodness sake, there's many versions of Minecraft out there. Uh, there's so many, it's hard to keep track of them for like Minecraft can be played on every single device. Um, and it can be as, as cheap as just a, a, a few bucks up to 26 is the, the, the most expensive version of Minecraft. But our, our kids are coming into our classrooms jazzed and they want to play they want to participate they want to collaborate they want to share what they're creating in the worlds that they're creating 
uh, with us teachers. And I think that is such a, uh, an extraordinarily powerful uh, moment uh, for uh, educators is if we can step aside and sit next to a, a kid in our desks and play a game where we're either equals or the kids are or know what they're they're doing and we're just following along uh it, it's it's a you're building a very different kind of relationship with the student uh, a very deep relationship and that's i think drives the learning even more and it, and it must be very empowering for the student to be able to show you these things as well um that's that's it yeah that's it because they they will we will do stuff in class but they also want to do stuff at home and bring it into the classroom to show me uh, we're constantly I, I get the bonus of having a, a whole elective class at the end of the day that is minecraft focused and build team focused so i i, I throw real heavy duty challenges at them uh, and they're learning how to, to build on a massive scale. They're learning how to interact with other team members and they're learning how to uh, uh, specialize and showcase their work. Uh, and so it's, it's something that every kid can do, even if they have very limited experience. Uh, uh, that, that comes through, that, that, that creativity. And I, I just love seeing it all. So that sounds really wonderful. I'm sure a lot of people listening are going to want to start using Minecraft and other games in their classrooms after listening to you talk about it. How can those people get started with using games in the classroom? What I, one of the things I like and how I started with, um, with Minecraft or even before Minecraft was I just have the, uh, I've been teaching long enough where I can remember that day that the projector showed up in class and we were able to use it. It wasn't mounted in the ceiling like they are now, but we, we bought, uh, the school district bought uh, projectors that were like insane. They were like five or $6,000 and you could put them on a desk and they could show on your, you know, your map screen there. Uh, and I can remember being excited about that and the, and being able to, find a game and to use a game in class for the first time. And that whole class experience is how I recommend that teachers dive into that, that kind of a game-based approach uh, is find a game you like uh, and that the kids would enjoy and bring it in and project it as a, a whole class experience. And I use it, I use those for writing primarily. Uh, and to, as writing prompts, there's a, a game that I started with called Machinarium, M-A-C-H-I-N-A-R-I-U-M. And it's out there, it's, it's, it's on every device now. It's been out there a few years. It's just a point and click uh, game where you have to, you're, you play this robot who has to basically find, uh, solve a mystery in the, the robotic world of Machinarium. And it is a beautiful game. It's very, uh, it, it's simple, yet it's also the puzzles can be quite difficult to solve, but you work your way through it. And all along, I, I, when I started playing this game, I thought this is perfect to bring into the classroom because it's storytelling and it's a, 
story driven. So I use that and I recommend that other teachers use it too for that purpose. You can look at character development, you can look at conflict in the, as the story unfolds and the kids are solving problems. Um, you can look at sequencing, working on transitions. So as a, a writing prompt, the games are fabulous, absolutely fabulous. Well, that sounds good. I have, uh, we have some comments. People are watching. So um, uh, somebody said, Garrett Zimmer says, the power of experience is key. Kids really get to meet, be or meet the heroes of the story. Um, and then there was also a question. Have you experienced students who are not wanting to participate and or who don't like Minecraft? Uh, I, I have, uh, usually at the very beginning of the year, I get some kids that are very tentative. <clears throat> and I'm not going to force a kid to play by any means, never. Uh, so what I, I generally do is, okay, just let them watch and follow along. Uh, they can do an alternate assignment. They can do an assignment that kind of parallels the, the Minecraft world uh, that they're in. We can explore other games if they're interested in that. But honestly, by the end of the first month or two, the kids are taking steps in to the game. And by at least halfway through the year, everybody is in it. I, I approach it as, since a lot of my students don't really play Minecraft to begin with, uh, I approach it as um, a, a teaching tool as well, because I, I get to kind of have to teach kids how to play Minecraft to begin with. And it's, it's, that's a challenge, but once they get the hang of it and they see the creativity and that it's, it's really low pressure, uh, they dive right in. Well, that is great. And I like uh, what somebody else commented yet about how using games as writing prompts is amazing. So that is really good. Um, and I see that our timer is up. So I think we need to uh, see if you have any last minute comments, um, any last minute advice, or just any closing thoughts. Uh, it, it, the advice is don't be afraid. Uh, ask your kids what games are really popular, even if it's a, 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 you know, a very simple Chrome-based game that is free. You don't have to go out and, and buy something super fancy. But dip your toes in and uh, try a game in your class as a whole class exercise and watch how much excitement is generated from it. And you can and, and then you can dive deeper and utilize that to, to explore some content, but especially writing. That's great. Well, thank you so much for being our guest. Uh, thank you to all the listeners out there. If you enjoyed the show, and of course you did, why wouldn't you? Um, please leave us a comment to let us know. And uh, please join us again on Monday, April 17th, when our guest will be Ro and Mo, better known as the Tech Fairies. And remember, we are always looking for guests to share the great things that they are doing in their classrooms. If you know of someone who fits the bill, or maybe it's you who'd like to share what you're doing, please go ahead and visit us on our website, tlc.ninja, and complete the contact form and let us know. Thank you, and we'll see you in a few weeks.